Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome back to Reality Water Cooler. I am Sarah from Texas, and this is our place to chat all the latest reality TV, Jeff Lewis Live, Jeff Lewis Extended. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for joining live. If you're listening or watching on the replay, hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Get comfortable in comments. If you're watching on the replay, the live chat is in the bottom right-hand side, so you can watch as people comment along. So I miss a lot of comments, but I love the community that we have. I love that we chat about other stuff than the show. I love that y'all answer questions and give your opinions in the comments. That is exactly why I go live. It is way more fun to do this together with y'all than to like just talk into a microphone by myself. Okay, we are going to chat a tiny bit of 90 Day Fiance the regular 90 day. It's like season 10, episode 17. It's not the finale, but based on how it ended, uh, I'm assuming next week is the finale. All I know is TLC and 90 Day Fiance do the best tell-all reunions. So I cannot wait. They better have a super juicy one for this one. I cannot wait. I need all the updates for sure. I'm going to chat a lot about Vanderpump Rules the Watch What Happens Live that was on last night, the Vanderpump Rules after show that's available on Peacock. Oh my God, I am finally invested in season 11. I, I wasn't sure if it was going to happen. I'll be honest with you. Last night, I even posted on Instagram. I looked at my recordings. I knew it was on, on, on Tuesday and I saw a House Hunters International. And I'm like, shit, I'm going to watch that. This sounds way more fun than watching Vanderpump Rules. Then I saw the Watch What Happens Live. It's Tom Schwartz, who I just, I know, I have a thing. I mean, he's, I don't know. I don't care what Andy Cohen says. We'll talk about the advice that he gave him later. Um, I don't know. He's probably playing me for a fool, but whatever. And then I thought, no, I'm going to go ahead and watch it. And I'm so, so glad that I did. Then, of course, we'll get in today's Jeff Lewis Live with Zach Peter and Doug Buden. And then the after show with Ryan Bailey, who was supposed to be with Jamie Kennedy. I'll fill you in on all the drama or lack thereof going on with that. Okay, 90 Day Fiance, episode 17. So Nikki and Justin have been dating for quite a while. They dated a long time ago. I forget how, I mean, I'm like 12, 13 years, a long time, a, a long time. Justin is in Moldova, which is a very conservative, very, very, very conservative uh, male dominating country culture, if you will. Okay. But he's dating transgender. Is that the word now? Oh, I don't think that's the word now. Whatever the word is. He's dating Nikki, okay? So I hope they make it. They seem to have a lot of issues. Uh, Nikki leaves. This is how they end the show. They end up having a very good engagement party. They even had sex, which is an issue they've had in the past. Why do people like, I don't, hmm, okay. There are situations a little more complicated because Justin comes at it with all of his cultural whatever issues. Um, but even like Gino and Jasmine, who we'll talk about in a little bit, who finally got married, uh, they've had issues with not having sex. I think she one time shared that in like three years, they'd had sex like three times. I mean, hello. It's not like they've got a baby interrupting them or anything. <sighs> Anyways. Okay. So um, they end very happy or very sad, I guess you will, because 
Justin is having to stay in Moldova. I guess they're still waiting on the K-1 visa so they can get married. I guess that means, I don't even know which way it's going to go. Is Nikki moving to Moldova or is Justin moving to the U.S. with Nikki? Not even sure. They haven't even talked about it. Um, but the other couples on there uh, haven't gotten married yet. I guess they're going to show this next episode. So Rob and Sophie, Sophie's 23 from London. Her mom is in town, has been having trouble with Rob. They finally get along. He makes up this uh, blow up mattress for her and like rolls down the, the bedding for her. So it was very sweet. Um, she wanted to get her own hotel room with her daughter. And Sophie was like, no, we're getting married tomorrow. I'm going to spend this evening. So they're all in one room. Uh, it looks like a studio apartment, if you will, Jameson. Shout out, Jameson. Uh, but anyways, uh, the mom goes to bed and they end the show. Uh, they've got the flowers. They've got the dress. So I think they are on the road to getting married. This other couple, Clayton and Annalie from Peru, uh, they had a huge fight over her bachelorette party. Clayton is not happy that her friends and family got her a stripper. He's kind of blaming her for allowing the stripper to do his stripper things to her. And she's like, look, uh, we've had issues in the past and I don't want to go into a marriage with these kinds of issues. So it ends the show. He's in the tuxedo. His friends and family are there. It's 30 minutes past the start of the wedding and there is no sign of his bride to be. So we don't even know how that's going to end. I'm so curious though. Literally my brain, I just think it's like TLC, like pumping up for drama, but she hasn't answered his text, which again, I think is just pumping up for the drama. But we finally see two get married. Citra and Sam got married. They got married in the Muslim way in the U.S. They also got married in the U.S. At the very last minute, Sam's brother, Luke, had to marry them. He was just there in the audience. His other brother, who's his best man, had to tell him, you know, Luke is a sort of, is an ordained minister because since Sam uh, converted to Muslim, is, is Muslim now, the dad of the bride didn't want a Catholic priest involved in marrying them because it would be seen as they had a Christian uh, unification, you know, marriage. So clearly that's not something he wanted uh, to be seen in, in Indonesia when he gets there. Um, so they get married without a hitch. And then it was kind of gross. I just think when clearly when you can hear like moaning and stuff and, you know, they go into a bedroom. So that I don't even think they'd ever kissed. Clearly, they were either implying or it was actually fact that they had never had sexual relations before they got married. So they go into this bedroom and then they start moaning. And I'm like, ew, just like. Just end it. Like, we don't really need the, like, laying in bed, like, ooh, this is going to be great. Like, and if you've seen Sam, I mean, he just looks so boy next door. I just, I don't want to think about him. But I don't know. It just was happy they consummated, consummated their wedding, their their marriage. But um, I didn't necessarily want to hear the moaning about it. Two people that really have done that moaning is Jasmine and Gino. So Jasmine is 36 from Panama. Gino is 54 years old from Michigan. I think he's been married twice before. I don't think he has any kids. There was no mention. So they get married to this very small, but very cute, like a farmhouse type wedding. 
mostly a close family of Gino. I don't know if they showed any friends or coworkers, any of that. They've been dating though three years. It's been very feisty. She has a huge temper. Um, huge temper. I mean, a lot of us have wondered if Jasmine is using Gino to get into the United States to bring her two young children to the United States. Um, because I mean, she's a freaking bombshell. <laughs> now, not that looks have all that to do with it, but if you know Gino, I mean, it's not just his looks. I mean, he's not exactly like the most coolest guy ever. It, you know, he's not rich. I mean, it's reasonable to assume that she's got other reasons that she would like to marry Gino. Um, she also tends to lie about the money he's giving her to use because she ended up getting butt, uh, you know, a BBL surgery behind his back and using the money that she was supposed to use, I think on the wedding dress. So anyways, but actually they both looked so happy. She looked stunning. There was a camera, I guess the visas or whatever didn't work out that her mom and two sisters could be there. They didn't show her kids at all. I almost think there must be something with her ex-husband that she can't show the kids because, or that she's just made the decision not to show her kids on camera. But she didn't even talk about if the kids could watch her or that the kids were happy for her, any of that. Uh, they definitely showed the mom and the two sisters, which was actually really sweet. But I'm hopeful. I mean, please tell me I'm not being bamboozled by Jasmine and Gino because I do not want to think that at all. Um, they did look so pretty and he did say that they are going to try for a baby soon. So I need to go check out my, um, Sarah Fraser friend and see who keeps me all up to date on 90 day fiance stuff. By the way, I caught, I think I caught it on TikTok or her Instagram. I can't remember. She's under the Sarah Fraser show. F-R-A-S-E-R. -E uh, she was covering really in depth this whole drama going on with one of the 90 day couples uh, that started up a GoFundMe recently outright saying that Mary, the wife has colon cancer. Then after a day or two, it became, well, we don't know. She could either have a UTI or, uh, you know, I mean, it, it became like, well, we don't really know. And then Sarah Fraser lets me know because she's my news source for 90 Day Fiance stuff. Uh, where, where Mary and them live, they have socialized medicine. So this should actually all be covered. The fact of the matter is they specifically started this GoFundMe for medical financial coverage of the colon cancer surgery. So I think when the story, you know, people start looking into things and questioning and then the husband, I think his name is Brendan or Brandon. I can't remember his name. Um, they're both quite young. I think they're like in their low twenties, like 21 ish, 22 years old. They have a baby, uh, you know, but we've had all this other bamboozling before, you know, whatever went on with Karime and Paul, there was also some weirdness going on with that, right? Yes, yeah, Cecile says they did seem happy. Oh, God, you are not wrong. Melanie said, Jasmine is Larissa 2.0. She wants money and a green card and away from her kids. How did I forget about Larissa with Colty? 
Oh my God. I did love the way Larissa said culty though, right? Oh my gosh. What is Jasmine? Uh, what is um, Larissa doing? I'm sort of surprised she hasn't kept herself on yet another 90 Day Fiance. She seems like one of those also like a perpetual 90 Day Fiance girl. Like I'm going to be on any different show, you know, that we can be on. Um. Oh, okay. Melanie's telling me something. Oh yeah. Mary got blown out of the water on her attempted scam, but no Philippines medical care will not cover anything serious in time to treat it. It's akin to our 1950s medical care. Okay. So that's good to know, but she doesn't even officially have colon cancer. Like when they announced this, all she had done. And I learned this thanks to my friend, Sarah Fraser is gone. She had symptoms. So she went to TikTok and some of those symptoms came up as colon cancer. I mean, come on. So uh, since then they have gone to a doctor, they've done blood work. I think they've done an ultrasound, you know, they've done other stuff now, but I think how they left it was now we have some results. Now we need to take these results back to the doctor, which they seem to be getting in very quickly. I mean, it's like, we went today, we have a doctor's appointment. I mean, that's not how it works in the U.S. It's like, you've got an issue. Oh, you need this specialist. You might get in seven months later, especially if you're a brand new patient, right? Anyways, I don't like it. And also she said she's the only one working in the family. And, you know, don't judge. Everything is don't judge, don't judge. I mean, I know somebody's got to watch the baby, but why? I, I think they live with her grandfather and grandmother, maybe? Did the grandmother die? Is that the one who died? No, 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 that's not the one. Remember one of them who was like going up and down the stairs and one of them passed away like days before the wedding or so. Oh, it was crazy. Anyways, Colty's wife. Oh my God. I love the way she says Colty. Are they still married? Larissa. Okay, Cecile. Larissa is one. I, I want to say she came from Brazil, but I could be wrong. Colty likes a Brazilian woman, but it might've been another country. Um, got all sorts of glow up for sure. Like lots of procedures, lots of whatever. She is very attractive. Again, no offense, Gino, no offense, Colty. They're not exactly physically up to par of Larissa and Jasmine for sure. So it makes you kind of wonder there. Also a very huge temper, huge temper. Um, Colty lived with his mom, who is a widow. She is now still on another show. She's been with another guy for like a year. She has since moved up to Canada, though, to be with that guy. Uh, Colty is now married to his best friend, who there was rumors that he was cheating on Larissa with. And now the fact that he's married to her, I mean... He probably was, right? I mean, how is Colty getting anyone? I mean, what the hell's going on in Las Vegas? I mean, he is not my thing. Yes, Vanessa. Chris Cooper says Colt married Vanessa, which is, remember they were besties, right? Um. Oh my gosh. A lot of plastic. A whole lot of plastic. Yes, Maybu. Let's chat about that for a second. She says, did you hear about Tom Sandoval? This was the New York Times uh article? What do you call it? Yeah. The New York times paper. Just do we have papers anymore? Yeah. Probably online. But anyways, um, he did a huge apology 
he basically was saying uh, he compared Scandaval and how big it got, like how the world kind of became obsessed with it all to the O.J. Simpson trial and then the whole um, the tragedy surrounding George Floyd and his death. So definitely did not go over well. He said, I think he said he was embarrassed and humiliated that it came out, that he kind of came out that way. But we're going to talk about Vanderpump. I swear to you, even if you look at the Sarah from Texas Facebook group, the tide is turning like way last. Okay. This all happened March 1st. Scandaval happened March 1st. It was a Friday. I remember I was about to go live and Ariana had deleted her Instagram and I'm like, oh crap, these, these rumors are real. You don't delete your whole Instagram if this is not real. It was absolutely real. So we know now know it happened. I think on a Wednesday, wow, there was a live show. I think it happened on a Wednesday. The show was on Friday or the, it, it came out in the public on May 1st on Friday. Um, I just feel like the tide is changing. I feel like you can even hear like Tom Schwartz. You can hear Lala saying things like, look, you're not holier than thou. Like you got put up on a pedestal because, you know, your boyfriend cheated on you. But even like Lisa Vanderpump said last week on Vanderpump Rules, something to the effect of, look, you've made money on this. You had a boyfriend 10 days later. You're, you're, you're doing okay. Like you're, you're definitely doing better than Tom Sandoval. So anyways, I have been saying it from the beginning though. It's a cheating scandal. Yes. Is it horrible? The deception the lying, yes, they lived together for nine or 10 years. They bought a home together. They had at least one dog together, maybe cats. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, but I don't feel like it's the worst situation ever. And even some people have put their own personal experiences either in DM with me or in face the Sarah from Texas Facebook group about, you know, look, I was married for a very long time. My husband was cheating with my friend. We had children together. I mean, and I still didn't throw him to the wolves. Ariana, to this day, even last night, they're talking about ending your life, things like that. And Lisa Vanderpump is super worried about that. And based on Tom's things that he said to her, but Ariana was like, look, he kind of made fun of this on a podcast when it was in regards to me, which if he did that, that's absolutely wrong, right? I mean, you can't even defend that. Um, I don't know which podcast she's talking about, but she clearly, this was on, was this on, I'm getting mixed up. So there was so much last night. Episode four, Vanderpump Rules. Um, starts off with James talking about how he's sober and why. So Lala actually pulls um, Allie aside and they're having a conversation of like, Hey, did something in particular happen when James decided to get sober or he just decided to get sober? And she's like, Oh yeah, it was one thing and it's pretty serious. And I will let him tell that story. And she was like, Oh, should I ask him? And she's like, yeah, you should ask him, like, see what he says. So then, uh, they have the party this pool party that James is bragging about. I went to Vaughn's. I went to Ralph's, whatever. I went to Target. Like I felt like he was like, Dorinda, I made it nice. Like I bought the barbecue. I bought the food. I bought the drinks. 
I bought towels for the pool. Okay, dude, it's called hosting a party. I mean, that's kind of what you do. If you don't already have a barbecue pit, yeah, you're gonna have to buy the barbecue pit. Um, you gotta buy the food. You gotta buy the drinks. You should you should provide towels for your guests who are in their 30s and you know 20s, 30s, and 40s for a pool party. Um, do I think it cost him two thousand dollars for all that? No. What the hell towels were you buying? You can get towels at Marshalls for twelve ninety nine. At the most, a beach towel is. $19.99. Anyways, he's very excited, but he's chugging this. Is it CBD, THC, whatever it is, this drink, uh, he's chugging it. So he's made it clear. He is California sober. He smokes a lot of pot. He does a lot of weed, um, but he is not drinking alcohol. So whatever it is, for whatever reason, alcohol does not do great things to him. And he sees the benefits of the pastime when pretty much Raquel uh, gave him an ultimatum to quit drinking. And he did that for her for like two and a half years. But then he was like, oh, I can drink every once in a while or I can control this. But it doesn't sound like it could because he says that after Scandaval, he and Allie started fighting a lot more and he was very emotional. He didn't really say, but he said, especially when I drink. And then he came home one night and she had taken the two cats and gone to a friend's house for two nights. So that's when he realized, look, whatever, whoever I am with alcohol is not the kind of person that Allie's going to stick around for. But he could also say, which I thought was so mature of James, because I mean, he's 30 years old now, I think 30, 32 um, I think he's been on Vanderpump since he was 19, very young. He was so young when he first came on. But he said something like, look, I'm a better, I feel better. I'm uh, I'm a better person. I'm healthier. I'm drinking water. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm traveling so much as a DJ. You know, all these things are better. I feel better um, when I'm not drinking alcohol. So he claims he wants to be sober for the rest of his life. This also tends to bond him and Lala together. I mean, Lala's like, we have so much in common. We've done this, we've done this and all that kind of things. Um, but no one ever talked about him guzzling the CBD drink. Like maybe that'll be on next week's episode. I don't know. Okay. Lisa Vanderpump, the mother of all mothers, uh, has Lala and Sheena come over to her house before James's pool party and pretty much tells them, look, Y'all have, you know, annihilated this guy. Like he is at his wits end. I'm really concerned about his mental health. We don't want to look back and know that he does something permanent or horrific. And they would not be to blame, but she's saying, I already have this personal experience, sadly, with my brother of now looking back going, oh, he was telling me all this. And then I didn't realize he how serious he was or what that meant. Sheena later says, I think on the after show that she has experience with a friend a long, long time ago, calling her days before and saying that she was depressed. And Sheena's response was something to the effect of, well, maybe you need to think about the decisions you've made in life. And you could see Lala almost gasp. So when they do this Vanderpump after show that's on Peacock the next day, you can see the divide. I talked about this last week. Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz are interviewed together. They're on the same stage together. The girls are Katie, 
and Ariana together. The other people are Lala, James, and Sheena together. So don't forget, Sheena and Ariana were really good friends. So now with episode four, you're starting to see what Lala teased about a while back, I think on Jeff Lewis Law, but I can't remember. It's been so long since she was on. But somewhere she teased, I think you're, maybe it was at BravoCon. I think y'all are going to see this in a whole different way uh, after season 11 is done. Ariana also pretty much alluded to the fact that she's going to come out as the villain, like the B word at the end of season 11. And I think she is. I think she is going to come out that way. Um, Kathy says alcohol after 54 puts me down now. Well, and alcohol is, is all alcohol a depressant? I mean, most of it, a lot of times it makes people tired or sleepy or what have you, but um, I don't know if anything makes James, DJ James Kennedy sleepy. I mean, he's, I think it makes him aggressive. I think it makes him an, a bigger asshole than he already can be. And clearly there has been some talk and recently very, uh, I mean, pretty much saying, um, Kristen Duty was saying, yeah, there's definitely some physical violence. He has definitely had those issues in the past. And she was saying that with him, they dated, oh God, how long did D, uh, James Kennedy and Kristen date? Like two to four years. I mean, quite a while. It's so hard because I've watched these freaking people for so long. I mean, I've seen Kristen start off with Tom Sandoval and then go to James Kennedy and then the other guy she was dating. Now she's with a different guy. It's a lot. Okay, Katrina says, after Tom's statements in Variety, Variety or the newest statements in New York Times, I don't think the backlash will be on Ariana. I don't know. I think it will. We'll have to see how it all plays out. Yes, Christina. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I'm excited for Sheena Shea on Jeff Lewis Live tomorrow and MJ. Uh, oh, she says, M hopefully MJ will speak about her Poshmark store. I wonder if Sheena, I could see Sheena doing a, a resale store with like all of her clothes and shoes and stuff. Yes, the New York Times. Um, ooh, Tiffany Chump says, Ariana, see? It's already starting. We're already seeing some of what she's saying. And I think she even said in one of her confessionals, something like, you know, I might regret saying this, but uh, Tiffany Chump says Ariana is coming across like a brat on the show. And a lot of people will say, look, if this was only a few months after this all went down, I just feel like they knew the relationship was in trouble. I mean, not just in trouble, like really big trouble. The fact that she has a boyfriend 10 days later, this guy in New York tells you she was ready to move on. Give me a break. <sighs> Anyways, I know. I just felt like I was the only one from day one saying like, I don't know. He's not the worst person in the world. Like I never understood why the vitriol for Tom Sandoval? Like, um, even on the after show, uh, Tom Schwartz says the vitriol did not stop until Lisa Vanderpump had that conversation with Lala and Sheena at her house because they both have these huge podcasts and were using Tom and Scandoval for a lot of their content, right? I mean, 
a lot of podcast people were using him for content because it was something a lot of us wanted to chat about. So, um, you know, at some point he even gets cocky when he was talking to Tom Schwartz, when Joe was there at the apartment and they were talking about going to Tahoe and basically Schwartz is saying, look, I want you to come, but you need to leave your attitude. You need to leave your attitude here in LA and you need to bring all of your apologies, all of your um, sympathy and empathy towards every one of us in this group that has been majorly affected by your decision to start a relationship with Raquel when you were already in a relationship with Ariana. And to me, it boils down to that. I mean, he says it wasn't just sex. He was very much in love with her. He's devastated now that she hadn't talked to him. Um, I don't even think they fully broke up. I think they, I feel like they just kind of quit talking. Like she was thinking, you know what, I'm going to keep extending my stay at this mental health facility. He was supportive of that. And then all of a sudden they just, like, he realized that's the last time I'm going to talk to you. And I didn't realize that was going to be the last time that I was going to talk to you. Um, I did love the conversation. It was very heartfelt between Lala and Tom Schwartz, though. Um, just, you know, realizing Tom was pretty much saying, I am not, you know, he's family. I am not going to uh, drop him whenever, all you know, every, the whole world is against him. So um, I don't know. That was commendable. Did you see on Watch What Happens Live? Somebody calls in and pretty much says, uh, what do you think about, um, uh, who was it, Ariana or who, what do you think about somebody saying that you, uh, that you knew about the cheating the whole time? He absolutely doesn't deny it. He's like, even if I didn't know, I mean, I knew you knew, I mean, Tom probably called him within minutes of hooking up with Raquel and told him for sure, for sure. Um, I don't know what this means. Can you please show me some Kleenex tissues, please? I don't know what that means. Um, oh, wait. Yes, Melanie, as the mom of sons very close to Tom Sandoval's age, guys get very intimidated by women like Ariana. I'm betting Tom was scared to attempt to break it off with her. I would have been. He's talked about that he tried to break it up with her, break up with her for a couple months before. And he was worried about her mental health. Like she was telling him you know, she was having some really bad issues. So, um, you know, he didn't want to break up with her in that situation. So anyways, finally we get footage. We get the actual footage of when Lisa Vanderpump surprises DJ James Kennedy with graham cracker. What a crazy turn of events. I mean, the fact that graham it never even dawned on me where the dog was when she was in this mental when when Raquel was in this mental health facility. Just assumed she the dog was with family. I guess we know now she was with the mom, but the dog bit the mom's hand at one point. I still don't even know. Has anyone actually admitted what? I think the mom gave it up to a, a foster or left it somewhere. The dog was in a foster family for like two months. It had bitten a couple of times. So the people contacted Lisa Vanderpump and said, look, we're going to bring this dog back because we can't keep, you know, it's dangerous. It keeps biting people. Um, Graham Cracker looks so sweet. Like, I don't see him as a biting. Do golden doodles? I guess all dogs can bite. Um, 
they definitely said, and Ariana definitely says, look, I would try to feed the dog, not take the food away. I would try to feed graham cracker. And they were, she was very aggressive with me. So, and try to bite. So I think they definitely had problems with that um, for sure. But he has now changed the name to hippie D dog, hippie D do dog D or so, hippie. He calls the dog hippie says it's his best friend. Uh, he wakes up every day. So appreciative for the dog. So in the end, that definitely worked out well. Raquel's been kind of quiet. I know she has this podcast. I guess that's her full-time job. I did sort of love, God love editing, um, of Bravo. Uh, Sheena saying something like, oh, you know, or, or maybe Lala, whatever it was that Raquel, like everything she's going to, no one's going to want to listen to her talk about Tom Sandoval every week. And then they do a clip like this montage of Sheena and Lala talking about Tom Sandoval every week on their podcast. So that was a little shady for sure. Oh, ALW, 110 pounds, golden retriever. And he's a little aggressive. See, and I don't think of golden retrievers as being aggressive. I think of them being as such sweet dogs, but you're right. It's not the breed only. Every dog, just like every human can have a personality, right? So for sure. Um, anyways, yes. Robin says, I'm such I'm such a dog lover, totally. I mean, I'm happy that, um, <laughs> did you hear James saying, I even take the dog to the vet once a month just to make sure it's okay. And I'm like, pretty sure you don't need to take your vet to the doctor, your dog to the vet once a month to make sure they're okay. Oh my goodness. Um, I don't know. I just feel like, okay, so who listens to Sheena? What's it called? Shenanigans? Who listens to that on the regular? Somebody tell me, uh, or follows Sheena, follows Ariana. I feel like they're on the outs. Are they absolutely on the outs? I feel like Ariana definitely said, basically, anyone that is, this was all in the few, first few months of Scandaval, anyone that is friends with Tom, uh, with my ex, Scandaval, I am not, like, mark me off your list. Don't, let's not hang out. We are not going to be friends. Um. I feel like it was a turning phase whenever Lisa Vanderpump was like, look, you're not, you're not, you're not turning on Ariana if you reach out to Tom Sandoval in the mental health condition that he is saying that he's in. And I felt like Sheena felt so in between a rock and a hard spot and was trying to make that decision. Um, but Ariana was not giving her any credit for her feelings at all at that pool party. I mean, not at all. And then on the after show, you know, Sheena's basically saying, look, I was pouring my heart out to these people saying how I felt. And I felt like they didn't even care what I was going through. So I don't know. I feel like it's finally getting good. It took four episodes. I almost didn't even want to watch it. I was so glad I did. So glad if you haven't watched Watch What Happens Live, the after show is even better. I'm still not even sure how to find that darn show. But if you go to WW, uh, WWHL Bravo or Bravo WWHL, whichever one it is, you it's still up. The story will still be up and it'll be a link that says watch now. I think it's on YouTube. I think sometimes they've said it's on Facebook Live or Facebook. Yeah, Facebook Live. I don't even, maybe it's on Facebook live and they put it up on YouTube. 
I don't even know, but it's worth it. It's about, they're usually anywhere between two to six, eight minutes. I forget how long last night's was, but it's totally worth it. The after show is totally worth watching on whatever. Darla, not an unpopular opinion with me. She says, but I like Schwartz. I do too. I think he's bamboozling me. I, I feel like he's more together than he really is. I I feel like it's almost like my beloved Kathy Hilton. I love her so much, but I feel like she's smarter in the reality TV and in in social media. You know the impersonation that she puts off. I feel like she's smarter than I feel like she knows more about what's going on. Um then she lets on. I guess, I guess ever since I learned that Paris Hilton was faking her voice, you know, 20 years ago, whenever she and uh, Kim Kardashian would get spotted out by like TMZ or Perez Hilton, whoever was out at the time. And she had that kind of high pitched voice. And then you actually heard her on her documentary and she's got actually a really deep voice for, for her. Um, that's just kind of a different persona that she puts on. I don't know. Oh, Kabu says, I don't like Schwartz. He's fake AF. And that is why, friends, we can all have different opinions. And it is a okay. This is our place to have all different opinions. Wait, Chris Courtney, who went to see Ariana's opening on Broadway? Oh, you're, Sheena did. Okay. I feel like Sheena will go anywhere for some fun, though. I don't know. I do think I remembered seeing that they went there for that. I don't think Schwartz has gone yet. I think he felt like she wouldn't be happy. If he was at her show, right? Um, these shows were filmed many months ago, moons ago. Um, she hasn't got where she is today by being stupid, Mayboo says. Oh, yeah. Kathy. God, I love Kathy Hilton. She is not stupid at all. Oh, my gosh. Okay, real quick. Let's get in today's Jeff Lewis Live with Unfiltered Zach, Unfiltered with Zach Peter, podcaster, and Doug Budin. He's been podcasting for nine years. I mean, that's like one of the OGs for sure. Um, he's never had a boyfriend or, or a serious anything. I think he said five dates is the longest he's ever gone without dating someone. We did finally get an update. Not quite uh, Oscar who had the dating people. And now we find out why were they coming at him? for having an Android phone. Like, why is that like a red flag? I didn't understand why Zach was teasing him about that. The only thing I have, I think about Android is, and this may not be true at all anymore. When I was a teacher, uh, when I taught kindergarten, we had a, well, everyone always has a team text. One teacher of our kindergarten teachers had an Android. And so it didn't work at the time. If we were all texting during the day, like, um, you know, let's do PE at the, or recess at this time, you know, whatever we were texting about that the text needed to go through, hers would not go. I don't know about green or blue or whatever the colors are with your Android or, you know, iPhone to iPhone, all of that. Um, but her text wouldn't come through to us. So I could text her directly, but we couldn't do a group text if somebody was iPhone and somebody else was Android. So that's the only issue I had with it, but very much so. I mean, they were kind of, felt like they were kind of dragging him. I think even Shane said something like, oh, it's a red flag. Like, 
why do you have an Android phone? I don't know. Isn't it just a preference of, I feel like some of the Android phones are bigger than an iPhone. And I am with these eyes at 50 years old, I want bigger all the time for sure. Um, wait, says all the Android users. Oh, Tiffany Sump says, I hate when the Android turns the conversation green. See, I don't know the green, the blue, the, I don't know all of that. Anyways, um, anyways, um, but he said later this week, he's going to try to get a drink. And today's already Wednesday. They definitely don't want him to go out on a Friday or a Saturday. That's like too soon, too, too many of the big dates, right? Um, I sort of love that. Oscar's worried about like his fame, like people trying to date him just because he's on Jeff Lewis Live. I mean, he's not wrong. Uh, people definitely, like they even said all these chumps, even though Jeff Lewis said, hey, don't just show up and stare at us. We're only saying the name and the time and the location and where to buy the tickets for this speed dating. Because we want people to show up to date us. We don't want people to show up and whatever. But definitely it sounds like, I didn't see pictures or video, but it sounds like like Shane that was there with Brogan kind of on the outskirts. He definitely said there was a lot of people watching. And some of those people that weren't even participating, I bet it sold out. Don't you feel like 30 people it sold out? I feel like it probably sold out. Um, so yesterday on the Jeff Lewis video, Jeff is actually warning Kelty Knight about the listener comments. And she was like, oh, I'm good. Like, I'm used to it. She says something like she must have had some TV show at one point that they had like a marketing audience or whatever you call it. And she says they actually canceled the show because they realized that it takes a very long time for people to actually like me. So I think as long as she's OK, I didn't go back and scan the comments last night, uh, but Jeff definitely alluded to the fact that, uh, you know, his audience, the listener chumps definitely come at females harder the first time they're a co-host on. So I think she'll be fine with that. I don't think it's going to affect her. But again, he talks on the after show today because uh, the caller called in and Jeff basically said, just don't tag the co-host. Like, why does the person have to be tagged in the horrific comment so y'all can make sure they see this. Like, I want the information. I want the feedback on what you think about Coast. He also said he loves feedback on who should maybe be on with somebody else because he feels like maybe Shane and I haven't thought of that. Maybe y'all are actually telling me a combination, a duo, especially for the after show, for the extended show, that would maybe work together, you know, better than others. But he's basically like, don't tag the co-host. He's like, also, instead of all the negativity, remind me of all the positive. Remind me of the favorite guests that you've had come on that we should maybe have back on that maybe I would tell Shane, oh my God, we haven't had that person on for two months. Call that person now. So basically, positivity is what Jeff was looking for. I mean, he's saying, don't tag the guests and all the negativity just tell me about it. Maybe I think I think a while back he said DM him. I think he said don't really uh, don't comment all these negative things. And then he mentioned maybe starting to uh, uh, block people. I don't know. Yes, Melanie says I agree with Jeff a million percent on not tagging the people. 
Um, oh, Maybu says, I think Zach, now Zach Noe Towers or Zach Peter? Uh, Zach Peter and Carney, you spelled both names. Well, Zach is spelled right, unless you mean Zach Noe Towers. Uh, anyway, Zach and Carney would be over the top together. Yeah. Uh, oh, y'all are talking about the phones. I love it. Um, oh, Tiffany Trump said he should definitely block people. I don't know. I just feel like people would be happy to be blocked by Jeff Lewis. I don't know. They'd probably just... Anyways, tomorrow is Sheena Shea and MJ. I think Sheena definitely has the balls. I think she is in deep for so long with the social media. Clearly, she's got a podcast. Uh, her baby's got an Instagram account. I think she can handle any comments that the Jeff Lewis listeners chumps might come her way. I think they'll be really good together. I sort of wonder, are Sheena and MJ friends? Like you kind of would think so in the whole Bravo world, but I don't know. Uh, tomorrow on the after Jeff, not the after show, Jeff Lewis extended his poll and Patrick on tomorrow too. Um, we're going to run out of time, but there was so much on the after show. I tried to zoom in. Did anyone else try to zoom in and see Jeff's sty? Like I felt like it would be, I feel like it's on his right eye. I think he said down here. So I zoomed in trying to look, but I didn't see anything um, for sure. Um, Rebecca says, at this point, I'm too stubborn to switch to an iPhone. My husband upgraded his phone and wanted to give me his, but I turned it down. I think people that are Android users are definitely in love with their Android, and iPhone users are definitely in love with their iPhones. So, anyways, um, thank you so much for joining live. Make sure you follow me at Sarah from Texas on all the social media. The replay goes up immediately. So thank you so much. Please hit the thumbs up button. Please make a comment, whether you're live or listening as a replay. See you tomorrow, same time.